ain't good for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my Say it to my face. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned in to the flyest sports and entertainment podcast in all the nation. This is Stat Lines Matter. My name is Mark Stewart, and I'm here with my co-host, who's here every week, Solid as a Rock. Believe it. Rob Hunter Believe Jr. It. I am solid as a rock. I did some push-ups this morning. That's not why you're solid. I'm oh. just saying you're solid in character. Oh, in okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all like, right. I, I, when I, say, I, I have no way of knowing that you solid as a rock, because I literally well, never I, touched you. I, I'm, I'm more <laughs> solid because I did the push-ups. I'm not like, you know, Lee Haney. You know what I'm wow, saying? Wow, you pulled that one. God, Lee Haney, <laughs> was he, was he from the 90s? Was he a, 80s, I think. 80s? Even. Yeah. He was like the only the only like black bodybuilder that they let get any pub. I know, right? <laughs> he was like, okay, we're going to let one. And yeah. they know it was like mad strack, strong black dudes yeah. all around the country. Where is Lee Haney? Where is Lee Haney? And is he still, do they, did, they, did they let him keep his muscles? Or did the did, did they, the white man take his did muscles? He take too? his muscles. Did he back. take his muscles. Hey, back? We, we're gonna come get those. You've missed too many payments. <laughs> we're gonna. You've had. You've made enough money off of those. <laughs> I'll have those back. Hey, listen. Um, before we get heavy into um, you know, all the different stuff we're gonna talk about. Um, quick acknowledgement because this is one of the things that unfortunately has become part of the show that when we lose somebody, um, in our industry in an in entertainment industry or or music. We usually try to give them a little bit of acknowledgement, but the, the music industry, the rap world, the hip hop world, lost uh, Bushwick Bill. Uh, the uh, I guess two days ago at this point, uh, from the legendary group uh, rap a lot artist Ghetto, Ghetto Boys. Boys. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean there was a moment. I'm, I can't sit there and say that I was the biggest sort of Ghetto Boys fan. I wasn't like I can't tell you track eight off their third album or anything like that. But you know, this week Ghetto Boys. Yeah, tear, tearing it up. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. This week, Halloween yeah. fell, fell on, on a weekend. weekend. Yeah, that 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 verse right there is legendary. <laughs> Ghetto boys are true. Yeah, well, and you know that that was originally meant for Scarface's album. Um, that was not. Uh, so he wrote three of the verses on that. Uh, and, oh, and, I'm certain he did. Yeah, and I think Willie D wrote his own verse. Oh, okay, yeah. On that, but, that um, record goes so hard. It does, though, and bro. I and I gotta be honest. I listened to. So I I pulled up the record yesterday. And I was taking my son to LA Fitness to go play ball, and I played, and there was no clean version on Apple Music. Oh yeah, on Apple Music. Yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. I played the full, all the curses, all the Fs, yeah, all yeah. the N words, all right in front of my yeah. son, and I was just like, I, I'm gonna be a bad parent in this four minutes. You know, nah, you need to, you need to know what Bushwick was trying to get across. I mean, here's the crazy thing, and I said this to a a, a friend of mine who's a prominent A and R guy, and I said. Uh, would you sign a midget rapper? Yeah, a midget black was, rapper. If he was nice. Yeah. And the first thing he said to me is like, you can't say midget. Like that I guess you I guess midget is like not. Yeah, but okay, but I, and and I think I've heard that and you've always been the one to kind of I try to keep you put those me, things clean. Yeah, you put yeah. me on the you so try he's to like, get me you back. can't say midget anymore. But, but I don't if I was a midget, I wouldn't want to be called a dwarf. No, it's 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 you're a little person. I was told you're a little person. I don't want to be called. I had that a either. cousin named Little Man. Little Man, but he was big. Yeah, and and I don't want to be. If I'm a grown ass man, <laughs> does everybody person does, like? I feel like everybody got like a little man. Or, little Man Black. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, but if I was a, okay, if I'm a grown man and I'm a midget, I wouldn't want to be called a little person. I know. What is that? I mean, you live. Like if somebody like, roll up and be, be like, "Yo, are you a midget?" I'd be like, "Yeah." I don't want somebody to roll up and be like, "Are you a little person?" Because then you'd be like, "Man, you just bringing up old stuff." Yeah, like, well, I've been little. Yeah, I've been my whole life. I've been yeah, little. So you don't have to you just keep yeah. bringing it up. Stop saying that. Like, like people walking up to me going, "Hey, Black Mark." So, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, mulatto Rob. <laughs> you know, so so and I so in doing a little bit of research for uh, you know Bushwick's unfortunate passing, it said that he was he had dwarfism. That's the what is that? Uh, that's what the, is the that's the official, I guess, uh, classification for his size. Oh, I don't want to call it a condition. I just want to say size. Yeah. And so I was like, dwarfism. That's that sounds like some shit from a, a you know one of the Harry Potter or something like that. Like I don't want to be called a dwarf. I want to be called a little person. I just rock out with the midget. I didn't think midget was that bad because it's like we've always known that, and it's kind of its own distinction. Yeah, I like I, it's not it, it midget just says, "Hey, I'm out here getting it in. I'm just smaller, but you're not you're not <laughs> describing me through the through the like dwarf. 
Yeah. Little person. Like, that's a description. Midget is like, all right, you do what you think. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> You're out here. So, so inter- an interesting fun fact for those of you that may not know, uh, this was pretty common knowledge uh, indicator, but uh, where I'm from, which is, you know, an urban side of a, a urban suburb of Atlanta, but the 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 cover of uh we can't be stopped which is the uh album that my mind is playing tricks on me that that's that's the album that that song is from the mm-hmm. cover uh is a picture of Bushwick Bill being wheeled into the emergency room after shooting himself in the in, eye in the eyeball in the eyeball heart that's hardcore that's hard but I'm tripping on the fact that the members were there. Holding them down. Like, how does Rolling him. What were y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, and my thing is this. Rolling him in. Here's the other gangster part on the team, on the side of the team, right? This wasn't like now where everybody's got, like, a phone with a camera in it or whatever. Somebody had a camera, bro. A real camera. And and probably had to go to the photo mat to get it developed. Yeah, to the Fox photo. Like, yeah, we I don't know. Did y'all have photo mat? We had photo mat. We had Fox yeah. photo. And then, of course, you had, I believe it was the, uh, the whatever Eckert had going yeah, on. Yeah, well, well, then it evolved to the drugstores getting like the one hour or the yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, But, but the, I'm saying back in the day, you would go to the photo mat and they'd be like, hey, in six weeks, you can come get yeah. your picture. <laughs> yeah, you, that, uh, I used to drop off uh, our, our dats at an old, what used to be a photo mat, which turned into a FedEx. Right. Yeah, that's right. But, but um, but, but yeah, so he, 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 and he had a cell phone in his hand. So uh, the old, the like old, Nino Brown, yeah, he had so, the Nino Brown cell phone, the big one. So they thinking like marketing and business at the time hey, when this man's eyeball gangsta. is hanging out his skull. Hey, shout out to the entire rap a lot, Jay Prince, that everybody who said like, all right, this is how we going to run this. Like we going to shoot this picture. Cause like what, who had the camera? Did they send a photographer down there? Did they reenact that? Was that like in the action? Like, yo, get a picture of this. This shit crazy. I don't know what they did. All I know is iconic. It was a record. My mom's playing tricks on me is a classic hip hop record. And Bushwick's verse is a classic verse. Yeah. So shout out to the whole Texas and uh, even Kingston, Jamaica, which is where Bushwick was born. Oh, really? You know, yeah. yeah so, I didn't know that. Yeah. So shout out to all all those guys and uh, man, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. I, when I saw that he died of um, pancreatic pancreatic cancer. cancer, and that bummed me out because that's what I lost my dad to uh, back in two thousand six. And that's just the, if you know anything about cancer, that's just that cancer is terrible. I lost my uncle to pancreatic cancer. It go fast and it ain't a lot of comeback from it you know like there's a lot of manageable cancers and that ain't really one of them r.i.p bushwick yeah now that's uh that's what it is we're gonna move it on just from the standpoint of you know it's always uh we want to give the proper acknowledgements but we don't want to necessarily bring the show down but we kind of got to bring the show down a little bit more where we got to talk about uh big, know, big poppy. poppy david ortiz so in the last couple of days man david who is one of Major League Baseball's most popular players, most iconic figures, um, was shot in his hometown in Dominican Republic. Um, and then what looked, Santo Domingo, what looked like, you know, initially the reports came out there was a robbery attempt. But when you saw the video, it looked like a hit. It did. It looked like a hit. It did look like, like nobody a hit. was trying to get no money, no jewelry, jewelry yeah. or anything like that. And so the if you, I'm sure some if though for those of you that haven't seen the the video, he's at a something called the Dial Discoteca. I guess they still call them discotecas out there in Dominican Republic for whatever reason. It's fine. Um, so he's chilling, talking to you know obviously some some of his people at the bar, and a lot of times, particularly uh, you know. The, when you're at an island, a lot of times these bars and clubs are on the beach. So you can, you know, ride by them, et cetera. Um, and they roll up on this motorcycle and just blast one off. And and it goes through his stomach. And, uh, you know, he immediately goes down, hits the floor. And these guys, they try to peel off. But as it turns out, I mean, you know, I can only imagine these guys having like <laughs> – you know, not the not the swiftest motorcycle. They probably had a wee whacker motor in it or something. You know, like they just fixed it. But it's just I don't. And 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 and, and so since then, the story has come out that maybe it was a hit by some sort of Dominican drug dealer for Big Poppy messing around with his wife. Um, so I, didn't, the, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's the story that that that, that they say that the Daily Mail, uh, which is a, a website, the Daily Mail have three confirmed law enforcement agencies or officers. Sorry that have, you know, given that as the story. Regardless of, of any of that, 
to me, even if you want to try to put like, let's just say I'm a I'm a henchman, a Dominican henchman, low level, medium level. Yeah. Guy that has to take care. And of the drug lord come to me and say, hey, you know, Big Poppy been messing around with my woman. I want you to go peel one off. Does that is that how they talk? Because I don't think they would say, hey, Big Poppy's been blah, blah, blah. He'd just be like, I need you to handle something. Uh, yeah, I need you to handle this, but you got to give the target. You got to give the no, target. No, you give him the Big Poppy, but he not telling yeah, but like, I, they did this or that. Okay, but I'm going to be like, that's, nah, you got to like, get, nah, you you, get somebody you else. You got to get because I'm not <laughs> going to try to put one in the, the country's maybe their most beloved figure. Yeah, that's absolutely. Just and, the, and one of Boston's most beloved figures and one of baseball's most beloved figures. Sports, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you can you, so if it's if it's Boston and one of baseball's, you can imagine how, how what he means down there. To, to the Dominican Republic, particularly, you know, and what they've been saying, not just from a figure standpoint, but actually what he's been doing, particularly in Santo Domingo. So, right. I just feel like if you try to give me that assignment, I'd be like, hey, boss, hey, what, what they call it? El Chapo or El, who Jefe. boss? Jefe, Jefe, Jefe. Fa, <laughs> hey, look at here, man. Anything else, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm not rolling up on. It's just like it's like a bad idea. It's a terrible. I think I put it this way: if what you're describing happened, that's kind of what Hefe's do. They order situations. But you could have given me something but a little better. If pill you're off a henchman, in. you just be like, "All right, I'm just gonna go on the run because." Yeah. This is a really bad oh, idea. I, I just would have just rolled up and been like, he wasn't there. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I, like, man, we, man, yeah. we were so ready to shoot him. Yeah, he did. Oh, I was going to shoot him so good. Yeah. I was going to shoot him. Oh, he man. Gone. I, ro- I was <laughs> I was, I was, was firing off as I was approaching. <laughs> I was so hyped to shoot him. And, and uh, it's just a terrible idea. So it got me to thinking like about, you know, because that's like in the bad idea. Like, that's like one of the worst ideas. It's like, what's the bad idea Hall of Fame? Right? That's one of the worst ones. That I, I think that you could you could have is to go shoot to 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 order a hit for a guy like that in in, in his, in his hometown, hometown in his right. home I was gonna say, town because then now you got everybody against you you probably if they get you they gonna get you and they beat the country, snot out of him country ass whooping and they did yeah did you see any other footage no oh there's footage man they beat they beat the crap out of this guy man they beat him and until the police came they beat him. They yes. Oh wow! And yeah, so, so yeah, that was that was ridiculous. And and it's like it's like so, he didn't. Let's just say that wasn't an Italian job precise no. <laughs> <laughs> execution of yeah, a crime. That, that wasn't one worthy of Putin's praise. <laughs> no, <you know? laughs> they didn't really think through all the escape details. Yeah. So I, I and then and then given the fact that you got two grown people on a little ass motorcycle trying to ride out right so one escaped on they said the bike like flipped over or like the motor went out oh then it's game (laughs) game over so so i was thinking like what other ideas like or what other you know kind of what were some of the worst ideas in history you know that you folks shouldn't have got into one of them was like i thought about like the the thailand 12 the the cave birthday party when it was oh, you talking about the, the kids that, that got that, trapped? Yeah, got trapped. Yeah, in like, the, like that's that's a like horrible idea. Well, I said that when we talked about it on the podcast. I was like, like, I, just on idea alone, just on conception. Like, let's spend my birthday. Let's spend a birthday in a cave. I'm just like, nah. With a bunch of dudes. I don't care if it was like me and like, because I'd be like, if it's you and it's a bunch of women, I'm going. We can still. You could be like, let's just do it over there. <laughs> Let's Why do we it. Go in a cave? Let's do it in front of the cave. Yeah, let's let's like there's got to be some nice patch of grass we can all like lay on. Like why we got to go in a cave? Why do we have to go inside of this dark place? <laughs> yeah. So 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 what? A, okay. So okay, I get you on that. So yeah, that's a terrible idea. Um, you know what's a bad idea? What's that? Patrick Ewing getting in front of that Scotty Pippen dunk, <laughs> challenging that right. <laughs> When Scotty baptized him and then stood up over him and then made Spike sit down, that was a bad idea for all all New York, all Nick fans. So okay, what about I think Sammy Sosa? Watch your mouth, Sammy Sosa Watch trying to morph into a white man to try to trick Hall of Fame baseball writers. And yeah, I don't know if that's what he was doing. He's he, he trying to curry votes. Right. He's trying to curry votes. Like, hey, you know I'm a white man. <laughs> like, like nah. Um, I think Rocky going to fight. Drago in Russia, just I know he came out victorious, but that's a horrible ass idea for free. Oh wait, so you can go. Di- so in this we can go like fiction yeah, or yeah, like yeah, 
Like, Rocky, like, do you know how bad of an idea that is? Like, we're going to go fight in Russia? Yeah, and, like, and what we know about... And he said for free. Who's his promoter? Wait, he fought for nothing? Yeah, well, they asked him. It was like, how much you getting for the fight? And he was like, nothing. And then the, the, the media went crazy. Oh, because now it's super patriotic. Like, you're going to, over there to fight and for Apollo. You know, and then what white man is going to fight for a black man in Russia? <laughs> exactly. So, so I just thought that I just thought that was a trash ass idea. Like just to say, like you going to Russia for real back then when the Gustavo and all that, that's, that's real over there. He could have came up missing for real in that remote area with no protection. He yeah. was in the he was like in a farmhouse in the most in the tundra. Yeah, every everything about the premise. We this is literally the fourth podcast that we've addressed Rocky Four, which is clearly one of our favorite movies. <laughs> 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 However. Yes, the whole idea, because you could have easily fought that right at MSG. What about OJ going to steal his stuff back in Vegas? <laughs> now you jive turkeys. <laughs> like, the thing that always bothers me is he went in there like like he was- Bad the, idea Hall like, of Fame. Yeah, he was in the 70s. <laughs> like like he had a flashback to say, now I want all of you jive turkeys to give me my stuff back. <laughs> and you like, like, wait. Nobody move. Yeah. Everybody on that side of the hotel. And like he had guys like with their hands in their jackets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. That's a terrible idea. That was so dumb. That's, you, you, you just beat one of the most notorious criminal cases you, hey, on you the beat, planet. Hey, when, when brothers be talking about, man, he beat the case, man, I had to beat this, I beat, he beat, he beat high visibility. Man, man, with the dream, and then that, so now you get caught up doing this, it's just a, just a terrible idea. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. So, anyway, those are, those are some of the bad ideas that I, oh, Garth Brooks as Chris Gaines. Terrible. Idea. He'd like to have that one back. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I, he's just raising the index finger? Yeah, uh, I like to have a do over. Yeah, can I get that back? Yo, there, there's so many though. Like we could do a whole show to On, to just yeah. just bad just bad ideas. Like Justin Timberlake's "Man in the Woods." Man of the Woods. What is that? What's That's the his Man latest the album? I I didn't even know. Bad idea. Do you? So there's no joints on it. Because I like Justin Timberlake. I like his music. There's one that he did with Pharrell. That's cool. Okay. But concept, I don't know what he was trying to do conceptually. I think I told somebody I was kind of like, like you ever see the movie uh, Get Him to the Greek? No, I have not seen Get Him to the Greek. He, it was a dude, it was a rock star in that movie, and he made a, he made a, uh, a record Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's with Child. Puffy. That's yeah. with Diddy. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And, and he had made an album called African Child. Yes. And I, I just say that Man of the Woods was Justin Timberlake's African Child. What about I got one last one. What about the country cop harassing Rambo in the beginning of First Blood and all he wanted to do was get something to eat? <laughs> he, he set off <laughs> all, he, all, all Rambo he lost, like, to, he lost like nineteen of his comrades. Yeah. So he had to turn the damn police station upside down. Yeah. And he went into the woods and they went in after him, and he had to blow literally the whole one of the small one of the towns in, in Washington. Yeah, he had to blow it to smithereens. They just let him go. Just, just let the man go he, on he and get wanted, the Salisbury hey, steak. He just wanted some biscuits. He just, eggs. he just wanted the Salisbury steak. Well done, probably. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, let, and you drove him to the edge of town, and he was like, "What is that?" And he, and it turns out, he was a master Green Bay sergeant. That was a horrible because there's no reason for you to do that. You're 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 the what you're the sheriff of the town. You're supposed to be going to get. He's like, I don't want drifters and his kind and my kind. Of, well, what are you talking about? The man hungry. He got yeah, dog but you do on. realize, like in certain places, like dudes, like those type of dudes, they say those type of things and they mean yes, those facts. Type of things. Facts. Like they all about yeah the sanctity of the, yeah of your small of, of bullshit small, town, terrible place. Yeah, yeah, and all he That's wanted all to do, yours. He was hungry, he and he wanted, came there and he found out his boy was dead. Yeah, it was rough from aging on. So he was already sad. He was, he was, he was. Um, what's that word you use all the time? He was um, post traumatic stress disorder. Crestfallen. He was crestfallen. Yeah, that's your word. Hey, well, because it describes just somewhat of some hope, and then it just being kind of taken away from you. Yeah, and you just kind of just like, oh, yeah, crestfallen. Yeah, that's you know what I want to, I want to, I want to revisit this bad <laughs> idea thing because I have a whole bunch of them, but I'd be like. Like it's like it's everywhere. It's music, it's sports. Oh you know yeah! What I mean? Oh like, yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like this, the Hawks drafting Marvin Williams over Chris Paul. 
Bad idea Hall of Fame. You know what? Billy Knight might need to be the face of the bad. For those of y'all don't know, Billy Knight was a Hawks GM that just made like a myriad of terrible moves. And that was one of them. Trading Dominique was another one. Anyway, that, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, like the Bears could have had Juju Smith in the second round and took uh, Adam Shaheen from Ashland College. The Falcons could have drafted Randy Moss and we took Keith Brookings. Well, but uh, 23 other teams could have took Randy Moss or 22 other, something like that. That's facts. Yeah. All right, so maybe I – And then, and then Keith Brookings did go to the Pro Bowl and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, Georgia Tech, right? Yeah, Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a local, local kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho – um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll revisit that at a later time and a later date because I think that's a uh, that's a little fun to to get into. Um, one last little bit of note, and only because it uh, hits the music business a little bit and the artists that we have a little history with. Uh, I don't know all the details, but what I saw is that Justin Bieber has challenged Tom Cruise to to some sort of fight in the yeah. octagon. Is this real? Like, what is this? He took to Twitter. And said that uh, that he w- he would want to fight. Yeah, he want to fight Tom. But Cruise. was there a context for this, or he just woke up one day well, and well, go, "I'm gonna fight Tom Cruise." Well, that's what I was looking for the context. I did not find any context. I did find the tweet. He added Dana White, and he was like, "Hey, if you don't take this fight, you're basically a punk." You know, and and he said that with inside of the tweet. And so, um, <laughs> I was looking at the tail of the tape, if you will, or what would be the tail of the tape between. Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise. Justin Bieber is 5'9, 145 pounds. So that's a that's a little that's a little guy. That's a little guy. Is he is he 5'9? Is he a tall guy? He might be now when I knew him. When I was around him, he was just a okay. kid. So he's maybe grown a little Tom bit. Tom Cruise, 5'7, 147, 57 years old. Now that's that's a small, that's a slight man. It's slight, but he th- he 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 a little bit got a little more size yeah, to him. Yeah, at, at 157 pounds, but I know no 147. Tom Cruise is 147. 147. So they weigh the same. So they say they're the same weight. He's just two inches shorter. Right. So the, the reach is probably shorter. Did you check their reach too in your investigation? I did not. I did not. <laughs> then, I, I, I looked for the reach, but I couldn't find the reach. <laughs> the arm from the armpit to the tip of the fingers. But I think I think that you know just just judging this, if if I had to to judge it, if you will, or give my tail of the tape one of the things that for our for for our white listeners that y'all don't know in the tail of the tape for black people we place a whole lot of emphasis on where you from <laughs> okay and justin for instance if you from the south side i don't have to know nothing about either fighters if you from let's say the south side of chicago you know what it is and another fight and there's another fighter you say another fighter is from kankakee I'm going with the guy. I don't need to know nothing else. He's from the South. If that's the only information I have, yeah. we place a shit ton of of of, of emphasis and credit sure. on where you from. Especially if you if you say he's <laughs> from this one guy's from the South Side and the other guy's from the you North, know, yeah. like Winnetka. <laughs> yeah, like nah. <laughs> yeah, you you from one guy is from 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 Metropolitan Avenue, South Atlanta, and the other guy's from Buckhead. I don't need to know nothing else. Yeah, you just give me the guy from the South Side. It, basically. Any South Side of any city, pretty much. <laughs> like, why is that? Like, no, no South Side of the city is the best is side the best in most <laughs> major cities. Right? Um, if there's an exception, somebody we gotta let ask me know. the tricky white man that yeah. why did he set it up like that? But um, <laughs> How you people but but Bieber there? is from uh, Stratford, Ontario. Yeah. Now, rough little town. Yeah, and he's okay. So Stratford, Ontario. All right. So he's been famous since he's about 13 years old. So that means he's probably had probably zero smoke. That allowed to hit his way since then. He's 25. So any real smoke of consequence would have had to come pre-13. Now, I don't know. I ain't never heard it being rough in Stratford, really in no place in Canada. But if there was some smoke, it would be seem to be like a very harmless vape type of smoke. It yeah. wouldn't be the, the Newport hazardous to your health type of smoke that he would get into. Where's Tom Cruise from? Tom Cruise was born in Syracuse. He's from the Northeast. He from he he traveled around there. He grew up actually uh from what from what I read, rough. He went to 15 different schools in 14 years. Uh but he wrestled a little bit and but he wrestled a little bit and he played football, but he got kicked off the football team for drinking before the game. So that's real. So, so yeah, that's kind of thugged out a little bit. Kind of. I kinda, mean relative to well, Northeastern Syracuse. The new schools yes. thing is is you know, you're going to get in a couple fist fights if you're the new guy all the time. Yeah. And uh, but but I just think just given the fact that he's a father alone, because you get the daddy strength 
based on how many kids you have. Now he's got sure. he's got one daughter and he's got two adopted. So based on how many kids you have, the Lord dishes out extra strength proportionately to how many ass whoopings you probably gonna have to give out per child. So But you know he can't whip them black kids. Don't he got some black kids from Africa? I don't know. He got black kids. But he got the he got he the kid a, with Katie Holmes though. Yeah, but this, he maybe, ain't I, maybe I'm them. confusing him with another Hollywood star. But I feel like he went over to Africa and got him a couple black kids. I'm not. I'm sure they're not he checking. Might, for oh, him. I, maybe that was Brad Pitt. But it don't it matter. Be, you he, right. But he got it's, a child though. Yeah, that's the thing. They, so they, he got they he came, got meted out a little extra. They came out of his loins. Yeah, and I think the Ethan Hunt character from Mission Possible alone. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I I feel like the Ethan Hunt. Like you gotta you you gotta have some type of ass whipping capabilities to play Ethan Hunt. Like that's an amazing character. It it made me like it restored my hope in the white superhero, in the white man. But like when I was a child, before I got tricked so much by the white man. Well <laughs> well I, I think uh, Like I believe in white Jesus. Nah, he's like he's tough. Like he's a tough he's a tough his character's tough, but like you talking about two small fries, you talking about two hundred and forty seven pound grown men. I'm going with the younger guy. So, like, you, I'm, so gonna, you're I'm going gonna, with eight. Okay. I'm gonna go with the younger, fresher guy. I'm sure Tom Cruise for 57 is in excellent condition. He's obviously kept himself in great shape over the years. He's movie ready. Give me the give me the the the, the younger guy who's been hanging out with black dudes. Well, well, in your in your defense, um, the uh, the website uh, BetMaker has uh, they've handicapped the fight and Bieber's favorite two to one. As he should be. I'm going with Cruz though. Ethan Hunt. Y'all Ethan seen Hunt, that man? Y'all seen that man? Ethan fall? Hunt has a fighting and stunt coordinator. Like if he gets in the octagon, there's not going to be nobody coordinating the fight. You, He's going to get in there with a with a with a young dude in his twenties. But how much smoke? And let me tell you something. Could the Canadian even, have have been in? He been hanging around for. I literally Mayweather. just saw a video of him like socking a dude out of his like the back of his car like two days ago. Who? Like some dude ran up on him and he punched him in the mouth. Ran up on who? On Bieber. That happened like two days ago. I, I didn't just see saw that footage. I might have to read. Like you wanted, no, I actually saw it yesterday. And he punched. Well, okay, well, was the dude black? Nah, but still. Oh, then he, it don't count as much. But when do you think the last time Ethan like that Tom Cruise punched somebody that wasn't coordinated by a stunt coordinator? Uh, probably never. <laughs> Point being, like probably, at least Bieber's out here taking real swings of real people. He did that, he did and he that. gonna get sued and everything, and he gonna probably try to go in court with no shirt on, with the tattoos and stuff showing. Uh, nah, listen, man, we we gotta um, we gotta get into the the absolute story um that's going on right now in the NBA. Man, what a seismic shift. In everything, the finals, the game, the offseason, everything. Um, in case you've been in a cave, uh, last night, yeah, last night's game because we're we're taping this um, Tuesday morning. Last night's game was an unbelievable game to be just just to, to start with, but the Warriors losing Kevin Durant to what looks like. Uh, it's not confirmed yet, but it probably will be confirmed. Probably will be confirmed later today. Um, a torn Achilles. Um, man, terrible, terrible thing for the game of basketball. Um, probably a break for Toronto. So much so that the Toronto fans started to cheer, which was like literally like the most classiest thing I've seen since the Philly fans cheered for Michael Irvin laying on the uh, when he got hit and he was laying. Uh, unconscious on um, Veteran Stadium and the Eagle fans cheering. I just think that's important. Say he's no place for that in sports. I get, you know, like even when Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the Bears game last year, the opener, I wasn't I was, I was, wasn't cheering. Obviously, you don't want anybody to get hurt because you understand that that's somebody's life. Um, but, the, and I think what they were probably feeling is like, oh, we, we have a chance to win because we may not have to deal with KD. But to let that come out through cheering, it looks, it's just a, it's in bad taste. And I thought... Toronto fans look to be great all this time, all season. That's the first time they just look, really look bad to me. Yeah, they um, – and and you guys have probably seen the uh, the footage uh, when he was laying there and they, they panned up and it was one guy waving bye-bye to Durant. And at that moment, I was watching the game with my son. I went into the biggest profanity-laced tirade you've ever seen, you ever heard, because I just – I couldn't believe that – they would do that in that moment. I know you wrapped up in your fandom and you got a couple drinks in you, but you got a guy laying down, you know, on the court 
grabbing his, you know, what looked to be his Achilles, and you, you, you you're cheering. You're, you're che- now they tried to now now much credit to, you know, to Ibaka and Kyle Lowry and all those guys that you know obviously they were telling the crowd to chill, motioning for them to calm down. And then they started chanting KD's name as he started walking. They tried to recover, but I thought it galvanized uh, the uh, the Warriors, and they play lights out. You know, at, you know, um, they they shot the ball obviously extremely well, going to, uh, twenty for forty two uh, from beyond the arc. They scored that's sixty points from of their one hundred and six points from beyond the arc. Yeah, um, I thought that they, man, I thought that they that they played. I mean, they were it was obviously lights out. And to me, that's why they won the game. You could look at the timeouts, you could look at all of those things, but uh, and I thought that the, the timeout was obviously uh, ill-timed. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a game changer, but it was a momentum. Sh- I but think if it, you like, shoot, you took momentum away from your own team. If you shoot forty-seven percent from three, you and you hit twenty of them, you're gonna win. And if they do that again next game, they're gonna win. Well, well, here's the thing that like I, I have a little bit different take on the game. Um, and this was when, like when 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 Katie was in the game, because it wasn't like he didn't have it going. Like he like he came out, hit three or four shots, three of his four shots. I think he had like ten or eleven points in like the first quarter and a half. They played him twelve of the first fourteen minutes. Yeah, I I don't know why. To me, that's mis- that's load mismanagement. <laughs> you know, coming back like that. You know, I just think that they— Everything, when you look at that in retrospect, is going to be analyzed, overanalyzed. You know, should they have done this? Should they have done that? But all the time leading up to this, we're going— And we have said we were all saying this. Everybody was saying this. Like, if he's 70%, he's got to play because of what was on the line. Because—and let's be honest, Toronto was handing it to them, like, four games. Even the one game they won was like a— Like, I won't call it a full-blown bailout, but it was like— like, Iguodala daggered them at a time when Toronto was on a 10-0 run, and they were taking momentum at uh, taking momentum at home to go on a run to even steal Game Two, and then Iguodala daggered them and sort of salvaged the one game. Then you have three games in which Toronto basically handled them. Here's the thing that I look at: if I'm Toronto, you got to set back, take all the emotion out of it, and go. They shot 47%. They obviously were gal- they galvanized as a team, and they came together behind their follow- fallen mate. And you still had a look to win the game when they played what was their best game. Golden State played their best, absolute hands-down best game in the series and won by one. And you, And this is when you took some momentum away from yourself uh, with three oh five to go, you take the you you have the Nick crowd Nurse, going yeah. crazy. Uh, you got Kawhi with the ball and a chance for him. I think he has scored ten straight 10 points. Straight, and you get a chance to give him another twelve or thirteen. Even just getting to the line would have kept the momentum. You call timeout. You're overcoaching in that in that particular case. But it was the first time. Like I think Nick Nurse has made a a sort of tactical error throughout the whole playoffs. I think prior to this, he's been a really good, solid coach, coaching a, a bunch of guys that you didn't really know were this good. Um, turned out that they're pretty good. I actually think they can – I think Toronto will go ahead and win this out just because I think without KD, I'm not saying they're the better team. What I am saying is they they seem to want it – I don't want to say want it a little bit more, but it's a bad matchup for Golden State without – KD. It's a bad matchup for them. Defensively, every other way. Because what we have not seen is we haven't seen Golden State run them out the gym and run them out the building in any type of way. It's 3-2, and they're lucky to be 3-2. I think it's coming. Because there's no way Golden State goes to Oracle and loses that last game in that building. Nobody thought they would lose the so, two that they already had. So, so that's not going to happen. But we, let me ask you a question. Straight away, after game two, is there any possible way that you would have sat here or any reasonable person would have sat here and said, there's no way that Toronto's going to go into Oracle and beat them two games? No. 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 No No reasonable person would have thought. And that, that's 100% correct. Um, but, I also, but I also didn't see Klay Thompson sit in one of those games. True. I, I, I think that – I think that – And Klay's clearly healthy. 
Now, man, Clay, man, Clay's so man, nice. Clay is so real. He's so real with it. And like, Steph Curry is so real. Yeah, I mean, you can't. And these guys, man, you can't give those guys enough credit um, as players, as shooters, but not just shooters. I think sometimes they get a little bit of bad rap as guys. Like we want to think in our head that they're guys that just kind of stand around the perimeter and shoot. These guys create, particularly uh, Curry, gets to the rack, shoots very well under duress. At the at the goal, which allows him to be able to create to get the get the three off when he needs to. They're clutch. They both hit clutch shots uh, at the end of the game the on the minutes. road. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's so gangster. I have so much. I give them so much love and respect for that. I'll be honest with you, like, and although he does a lot of things that don't show up in the stats, like, where was Draymond Green yesterday? I mean, I think you know he was. I, <laughs> that's a good question. I think that he was, you know, just. Down there, being doing all the little small intangible things. That no, he said hard screens and all that, but he didn't hit the boards. No, he had, he, what he had, 10, 12 boards? Man, he said some fantastic screens. And yesterday. he might have had to play it again. Because uh, here's the thing I need to ask you because I was out I was out last night watching the game and it was loud. And I never got the question answered. Was, uh, was the shot at the end of the game the game winner by Kyle Lowry, Lowry what could have been the game winner? What, did he block that? No, he just Kyle Lowry. From what I saw, he just hit the side of the backboard on some weird. Because because my brother asked me, I was with my brother, and he said, "Man, did did that did, did Draymond no. block that?" Because Dray, Draymond closed out. He closed on out on the shot, yeah. but I didn't know it because I was like, and I said to him, I said, "Man, I hope so. I hope Draymond blocked that because if this dude." Had a shot to win the game and, hit, and just hit like the backboard and the shot clock and the the like <laughs> they, they, he had everything he had everything but the rim. I'm like, what type of what was that? So so I look look look. I didn't well and I said, why did he nick it? I was like, why why did Kawhi pass the ball? Well, they say he, they say he got double teamed, and I I saw I saw that, but I I'm shooting a pull up or I'm you know I we create see the space. him and we see him split double teams all the time. Get him the ball, get him screens on both sides, and go. Yeah, that's it. You don't, especially after he hit the the winner against Milwaukee. Kind of the same way they ran. They ran a couple guys at him, and they they were trailing and chasing, forcing him into what could only be described as a terrible shot mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, him shooting that shot, and then he made it. You got to give him an opportunity to do the same thing. I don't know why he gave it up, other than like fatigue. All the players were tired. Steph was tired. Everybody was tired. But the difference was when they were fatigued, they made their shots. Yeah. Um, so did you see uh, the on 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 to switch gears just a little bit? Did you see Bob Myers weeping after the game? Yeah. It's so funny. I knew this was gonna come up because when it comes to this sort of thing, we live in such a society where. Everything is everything about everybody's intent is always questioned. When Iguodala came on and said, "Man, <laughs> I'm here. I just want to see Steph." Blah blah blah. We questioned his motives. We talked about. We questioned his manhood. All that. And I figured you would probably take the same position with the GM. I I actually find it refreshing at a time when everybody wants to put up through social media, put up a facade of who they are. Mm-hmm. When you allow yourself to be actually real in a moment, when you let somebody ask you a question and you give you an honest answer. They're shaking. See, you're cynical. I'm going to tell you why you're cynical. You're cynical because you don't want to accept the fact of what Kevin Durant means to that team. Steph also cried in the locker room. The GM cried. They lost their greatest player. That's the part you will not accept. You think there's some, like, weird, everybody on the team hates KD, everybody in the league hates KD, but, like, a Jordan-type, Kawhi Leonard-type, LeBron James-type player just got lost, and that hurts everybody in the organization top to bottom. No, I was just saying that. It's rare to see a white man crying when a black man. You, you know how special of a black man you got to be to have a white man weep in public over you. You got to be. Special. You got to be some special because because normally with handles. Normally the white man is tap dancing when the black man get hurt. Like oh, the, the educational system is messed up. They popping and they locking. Now they, we all political. Now, now we down to political. But now level. he he crying. He was crying and weeping and sniffling and carrying on. That's how you know KD. He mean that's a special brother. If you see, if you just say, "Hey man, that was a white man," he over there crying. The last thing you would think of is he crying over a black man's misfortune. So, <laughs> so, so, shout out to Bob Myers for for just showing some 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 compassion. But what was KD doing before the game? Popping and locking in the middle and jumping all around and stuff. I mean, I think he save felt, some of that. Well, it, again, we pop. Can, we don't can, lock. 
We can, or lock, lock and don't, don't pop. pop. <laughs> but don't be doing it. <laughs> don't pop and lock. You could have used that but, extra but again, jump. We're gonna, you know what we're saying? gonna like now in he's, retrospect. He's jumping around. And, and you know what's funny? We went through this in Chicago. Um, and Prizzy, you you might remember this as a as a Chicagoan. I want to say, was it 2012 when um when D Rose got hurt in the playoffs? Ooh, the and we had contact, we yeah. had a um, you know, we had like 11 point lead with like two minutes to go, and he goes up. Why is he? In the game? And there's the whole why is he in the game? Why is he exploding like that? You can do that, like you you can always do that, but. Those type of injuries, they're flukes. I mean, you've seen, like, you saw, like, when Kobe tore his Achilles. Very little movement, just change, normal change of direction. But we know he was coming off of uh, what would look to be a calf slash a little Achilles yeah, no, we injury. Knew something, but Why are you doing the electric boogaloo in the Because at the end of the, the day, game? if you, and you know no, this, you just you need played, to just chill, you, you bro. You played some sports coming you up. He was all that jumping. He wasn't, in the he wasn't hurt, though. Like, when, he, when you get cleared to come back to play, you cleared to come back to do all the things that you do. Because if you can't do but the little jumping and locking before the game, what you can't be doing is going up over guys snatching rebounds, going up over guys trying to dunk the basketball. You have to be able to do a little dance step if you could do all the other athletic moves. I, I'm saying do all your dancing on the court. Because you, <laughs> Say because that. No, and nobody no, said anything. They were just all looking at it like, yeah. yeah because he getting and high. the next thing you know, you know what I'm saying? He snapped his whole. Yeah, but that's not because of the pregame, the pregame ritual. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying he was like barely cleared to come back. He probably, I think, I think KD was unjustly judged for trying to take care of his body and make sure that he was healthy, you know, for the upcoming, you know, just period. You know, if he was healthy to go, then he should go. And I think that. I think that he, if if this wasn't the finals, I think that he would have given that injury probably a little bit more time to heal. That's what I think, and I just don't think he should have been trying to do all the Jabberwocky moves in the tunnel before the Ridiculous. thing. That's all it was. I, 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 here's what I say about fans, and and I'm one of them. I'm you know we sit here, we have our conversations on our podcast, but really what we are is we're sports fans, big time. But one of the things that that bugs me about uh, sports fans is that they they have a very unrealistic approach towards injuries. And because I played and I suffered some injuries that some of which I still deal with today, you know, ankles, you know, knees and stuff like that, they think, oh, man, he'll be cool. You just get out there and play. He ain't trying hard enough to get back. And I'm like, we don't understand, like, when you hear, when you hear them go, oh, he had arthroscopic knee surgery or he had surgery on his labrum. Like, when you take your mama to surgery or you take your wife and they put you out, it's intense. You sit in there, your family's gathered because you're worried. Anytime they put somebody under and they're going under the knife, it's a concern. We hear football players, 20, 30, you know, Mark Slayer, famous, what, 20 surgeries, 20, 25 surgeries in his career? That means his family went in there 25 times in the doctor waiting for the doctor to come out and say everything's okay. Right. As fans— we just be like, hey, you know, when is he coming back? Four to six weeks. Like, we're we're thinking in those terms. So when people were – I didn't hear anybody in the sports world chiming about KD's not trying to come back. Everybody mm-hmm. understood if he could be there, he'd be there. Like, everybody wants to add to their legacy. That's that's fan talk, and, that, and then that starts to take on a life of its own through Twitter and social media and everybody running their mouth. But there was some scuttlebutt that Chris Broussard had reported that was going on actually within inside the Golden State locker room. I don't room believe it. Because Kevin Looney was had come back and played, and obviously Klay Thompson had come had come back and he had played early, and they were kind of some of the guys were kind of looking at you know KD like, hey, you know what's good, bro? You know, so 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 they were saying I don't it was believe it, like so you don't believe no. his reporting. I don't believe because you know his reporting comes from inside. No, I understand where his reporting comes from, but that don't mean they, that doesn't mean they don't get it wrong. Sometimes they get it wrong, and sometimes because here's the so difference. you just don't believe it. I don't believe that inside the team, the core of the team. Now maybe you go like, and I don't know this to be the case, but maybe you go to the guy sitting at the end of the bench right. that doesn't play, <laughs> yeah. and you asking him, and you're leading a young rookie player. And you go, hey man, you think you think KD could have came back? Like, I mean, I don't know, he could have came back. And then you record, you get to go report. There's some scuttlebutt in the locker room. Right. I don't believe that Clay Curry. Uh, uh, Iguodala, the core members of the team, was telling Chris was telling Chris Broussard, <laughs> "Hey man, this dude, I don't know." So now, go to my guy, who I would trade while his value is up. Draymond, 
I don't put it past him to go off the record and go, man, I don't know, bro. I think he could play. I seen him in practice. I don't put it past him. Well, his name's Draymond. Yes. So and, and Draymond, like, here's the thing, and, and, and I've been having this conversation offline with you and a couple other my, my my sports guys. I love Draymond and the little things he does. He reminds me a lot of Dennis, you know, from our championship teams. Does a lot of the great stuff, same stuff, defense, you know, great on defense, great on ball. Somebody brought up the Terrific point. Terrific passer. Terrific passer, as as was oh, leads them in assist. Yeah. As was uh, Rodman. Rodman was a, a very underrated passer. Somebody brought out the point the other day, and I couldn't disagree with them. They said Draymond may be the greatest uh, help defender in the history of the game, and I started thinking about that. Who's who's better? I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's worth when you yeah, driving home thinking yeah, about that because I can't. Yeah, I can't come up. Yeah, because that that that's top. that's yeah. that's some real super yeah. sports nerdy yeah. shit. But if he if he has that, I give him all the credit for all the things he does in the game. But I just the older I get, the more I buy into that championships and winning is about philosophy. It's how you explain the Patriots. The Patriots don't always have the fastest running back. They don't always have the fastest wide receivers. They don't always have the fastest linebackers. But they have a, a philosophy on how they get things done. And you can have all the fast guys, and you still end up losing to them because they have a way that they go about it. When I see Draymond, I think although he contributes those things to the court, the minute you see those things diminish a little bit, and we did see that in the last two seasons, a little bit of downturn. He's, coming in the last night, he was shooting 8%. From the three-point line, he's not a great three-point shooter, but he hit a clutch one yesterday, and he's been clutch over his career. I think when you see those skills erode, you get him out of there because he's not a guy who aligns himself well with what they're trying to do in terms of how the unification of that team. Those guys love each other. Draymond's the Draymond's the other guy. So, 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 given the fact that uh, we've had this uh, injury to Kevin Durant and the impending free agency that's gonna start up in about four weeks or so. Do you think it changes the landscape? Because I've heard Brian Windhorst uh, from ESPN come out and said this changes free agency. I don't think it does. I think if you want it, KD, if you're the Knicks, if you're Brooklyn, if you're the Hawks, you still want KD. I, I, there's no way that I'm pulling any offer off uh, offer off the table just because he got his, just because of his, his, in fact, if that's the case, I'm hoping more people pull so that it increases my chances to get him. There, I, nothing changes for me if I'm a team that 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 was wanting KD, that was clearing cap space to get him. I'm still pursuing him. I I understand what you're saying, and I think that is specific to the Knicks. Maybe the not, Nets. Not okay. The Nets. Okay. The Knicks and the Nets, who are teams that just want to get better and get in the championship discussion and maybe have a three-year plan. If you're a team who needs to add a player of Kevin Durant's caliber to win a championship next year, Lakers, Golden State, I don't know if Houston has a space, but I'm saying a Houston yeah, type. Yeah. Um, Philly, I, I don't think he was in the discussion to go there, but teams that are on the brink. Hawks. That are <laughs> teams that are on the brink of a championship or or, or, or going to play in the final four, if you will, it does maybe change their thought process, and I think it shuffles the cards that way. Um, because he's clearly, if 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 what the rumors are that he has a torn Achilles, he's out. We're literally thinking about him, like literally not next season, but the following season. That's a lot of time for him to be off the court. With an injury that, you know, we see it with DeMarcus. Go DeMarcus. We see it with DeMarcus. It's slow to come back. It takes time. Like, even once you get back on the floor, it still probably takes another year. So you're off a year, and then it probably takes another year to get all the way back to full strength where you're exploding. How old if is KD? KD's, uh, I think, about to be 30. 30, okay. Yeah. So he's right at that point. You know, the great thing for him is he's a great shooter. So he'll be able to survive, and he's seven foot and he can get up over people and do all that. But he might lose some athleticism, um, you know, which is also a great part of, you know, what he does. He still runs the floor extremely well uh, for his size and for his age. So, like, this is – I just think it's a tough break. You know, no – you know, it's no secret I'm a huge KD fan. Um, 
was really looking forward to kind of just seeing where he was going to go. I actually hoped he stayed with Golden State and stayed with Steph and see what him see what those guys could do. But you think he's going to opt out? He's got a player option for I think thirty one million. It's a good question. It's a really good question. I think this gives him more incentive to stay. But you here's but, the thing though. He's gonna get that thirty one million no matter what. Correct. But I'm just saying as it relates to just, you know, trying to unfinished, unfinished business, business, that type of thing. But does that mean let me ask you this, because does unfinished business really mean anything to these athletes? And I think your man LeBron set the tone for looking at this thing. I think the previous generation of athletes, guys that got drafted to a place, you know, when you saw cared about the unfinished business or or cared because, about trying to do it, it where they were drafted. To, and you they, know what? You're right about that because Kevin Durant, he might be the king of, of unfinished, of not finishing. Of unfinished, not caring. Yeah. Because he left he the 3-1, right, right. surrendered a 3-1 lead you, to you Golden State. Point up, but he but left, I'm saying, and then left and went to that team and was like, if there was ever any unfinished business, that would have been well, it. Well, yeah, but I think I think the notion, and I'll I'll, I'll broaden the scope because you I know you, you always want to sort I'm of attach saying, that. I'm just saying we but have I, a direct point, we have a direct uh, point of yeah. reference with this specific guy who really didn't care about trying to you know get some get back. Well, or, here's here's what I'll say, and I, I'll broaden I'll broaden the, broaden the scope of, of just a smidgen. I think like when you saw Gary Payton and, and and Sean Kemp go to Seattle, I think they wanted to bring a title to Seattle. When you saw Malone and and Stockton in Utah, they wanted to do it in Utah. It wasn't like, oh well, it's not going so good here, so let me move. That was that became a thing when LeBron left Cleveland the first time and said, I'm gonna go team up with some guys that can help me get a ring. And I think that sort of let the air out of the You don't balloon. think Kevin Garnett started that? No, because to Kev- Boston. I think I think Marbury started it when he was like we got a good thing here and it's like nah but I want to be the man I think that was maybe like the first iteration of but it. that but when, wasn't the but, thing that was going to win the and, championship when KD when KG joined Boston that was like oh they, they're the favorite oh yeah but he also got traded like that wasn't anything that he didn't go there as a free agent he got no, traded there right yeah I think well, I think he got traded but I'm saying wasn't that more of a uh, they coordinated that and well I don't think no I think it was because no I'm going to tell you where the difference was I'm going to tell you where the difference was it was like they he went to Boston, that was coordinated between the teams and the GMs. He didn't go sit down with the guys and say, hey, let's all meet up in Boston and go here and try to run run for a championship. The first person to do that was LeBron, where you go sit down over a bottle of Chateau Petrus on some wonderful restaurant in South Beach and go, D-Wade. I ain't never had no Petrus. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) D-Wade. Bosh, y'all come come mess with me. Let's let's do this. And I'm not as business. I'm not mad at. No, it. that sounds like I a actually, great great thing. No, it's yeah. not a bad it's not a bad thing. But we can't argue that it didn't change the landscape of how the modern athlete now looks at championships. Like I think the old dudes like like Reggie Miller. Reggie was like, okay, I didn't get one, but hey, but I rode hard for the Indiana Pacers. Ewing, even though I know Ewing played for another team or two at the end of the career, like guys tend to do. It was like Knicks or die. It was like we gonna bring one into the MSG, or we or we gonna be legendary for not doing it. And those guys sort of ended up in their place. A couple guys got moved later on the careers and got to like Clyde Drexler. I think got to be a part of a championship team with a move to Houston. But saying I was really the, happy for him. Yeah, yeah. I, of course you're happy for him because yeah. he got to taste something that you didn't think he would get to yeah. taste for a player that we know was deserving. But at the end of the day, most of those athletes were cool. To accept their position in the game, having going, I went up against my. Well, I guess this it. <laughs> yeah, this is, hey, this is what it is. But your pride as an athlete <laughs> didn't allow that. But now, I think with KD's move, with LeBron's move, now you got AD. Now, like, wouldn't it be great for AD to go? Man, I'm bringing one to New Orleans. He don't care about New Orleans. He care about Team AD, and that's the that's the change in the league. I think LeBron gave us that. I'm not mad at it, but it ain't the same. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be the grumpy old guy on the porch yelling, get off my lawn, talking about, I don't like the way these guys do it. These guys are taking control of their careers and their business. I'm not mad at that. But for the old school person in me, you'd rather just everybody, KD, you go get in Oklahoma City. LeBron, you make it happen in Cleveland. Y'all go, everybody stay where you at and see if you can make it happen. 
So so the the opposite of Kurt Flood. <laughs> and the, and the, but well, you can't but then you can't have it both ways because you say you get mad no, I'm asking, that he no. went there, but he exercises free agency so, and he went to the team so, that had the cap space. So so to answer the question, you're saying you're saying that you think that you think that that doesn't matter as much to KD given the landscape of free agency. No, I don't think it I don't think it matters as much to KD. And that as a KD fan, I, I wish it did. I wish that it did. But I think he has to opt out. I think he's got to get the big money. I think he has to do it just from a business standpoint. He's gonna get the money wherever he goes. But that's my point. But if you if you don't opt out, then you just get the thirty one, and then you got to do it all over again next year. Whereas right, if you, opt out, right, you yeah. opt out now, then you can go ahead. And so it's just a matter. Of, the question really becomes: Where do you want to rehab? Yeah, because <laughs> he ain't playing basketball next year. Yeah, like not competitively. Right. I mean, at some point he will be able to get back on the court and practice, but then it literally comes down to what facility do you want to work out in? Where do you want to be? You know what I'm saying? Because like he could stay in that deal. It would sort of throw their cap situation for a loop and probably eliminate getting Clay. So he'd probably be doing it and being a little bit of a dick. If he's going to leave, then let they should be able to throw all their resources to Clay and keeping the Splash Brothers together. I think that would be great for the NBA. I would hate to see Clay. Leave. I don't ever want to see the Splash Brothers broken Me up. Me either. I think that needs to, I mean, in, in the age, like you said, in, in this age of, of guys moving around and joining friends and stuff, and I'm and I'm I'm all about player empowerment, just for the old school heart in me. Right. I like to see guy greatness in one uniform. Right. Even if it's not mine. Now, if Clay want to come to the Hawks, then screw all that. <laughs> well, I, here's the thing, too. I think sometimes be careful what you ask for because everybody's not, everybody's not a one. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I always hate as a Bulls fan, that somehow being Scottie Pippen became something that you didn't want to be. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, I don't want to be Scottie Pippen. I don't want to be the number two. Sometimes you're the number two because that's where you can help your team win the most championships. Like, Kyrie is not a number one. He proved that with Boston. He's a number two. He won. He proved that with Cleveland. I'd like to have him in the number two spot. He opted and asked out. He went to the ownership and said, I don't want to be here. I want to go someplace and be a number one. Well, you got that. How you like it? <laughs> How you like second round? See ya. And not just that. Not just that. What people don't understand about being LeBron, being Michael, being Kobe, being Olajuwon, is that being Duncan, Shaq, at the end of the game, when you lose, you get eliminated, everybody's around your locker. Right. They're not. There's not a bunch of writers going, okay, Kobe, you get three. This guy gets four, Robert Ory gets two or three. No, everybody's standing around your locker going, what happened? Yeah. What's going on with your contract? What's going on in your relationship? What's going on? Like, they want it all in your business. And that's what KD doesn't want. He doesn't want, he doesn't. Yeah, well, he's, he's yeah. proven he doesn't handle that yeah. well. Yeah. Like, he's, the, I'll, I'll give you that. I think he's a guy, like, when he even when he was in Oklahoma City, he's certainly the guy with the biggest crowd after the game. He just doesn't handle it well. Yeah, he doesn't like it. And, and, and with Golden State, you're going to have a couple guys over it. <laughs> You'll have a couple guys. Yeah, in that, that, that particular locker yeah. room, it probably will it's spread out more, more than it would But normally. no other unless he yeah. joins LeBron or something. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's real. But I don't think – I mean, but I'm not I – I hope you're not suggesting that you think KD's a two. No, Kenny's a one. No, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just a saying, one. Yeah, I think he's a one who just doesn't handle the press. Yeah, well. Kenny's the definition of a one. Yeah, him, okay. I mean, him and Steph, really. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, you got. I mean, they're both league MVPs. Of course, right. they're ones. But they? I think Clay is a complimentary player to either one of those guys. Absolutely, and would be an amazing complimentary player to LeBron. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, if, yeah. if he goes anywhere, yeah. it's literally got to be the Lakers. I'm sure LeBron would. Be, I want to see him be, no place. Would be smiling so hard he wet his hair. What? To be able to, to kick it to a guy to who— finally is, kick it? Yeah. Like, yeah. here's the thing, too. Like, one of the things that's amazing about Clay, and, and I know we're just, like, nerding out right now, but, like, how does he manage to get his shot with perfect form all the time? With, def- with defenders. With, no matter what. With, defend- yeah. with defenders on his right hip, on his right elbow, on his right wrist, and, and he can still—he just speeds the, the, the release— but doesn't change the form. Sure. If you've sure. ever shot a basketball competitively, you know how hard that is. Well, and, and and a lot of times it's on the it's on the move. Like he's he's <laughs> coming off of yes. full sprint. <laughs> yeah. Truly gifted player. And I don't know if everybody appreciates how good Clay Thompson is. And on defense. Right. Anyway. One of the best on ball defenders in, in the, the league. game. Yeah. Him, uh Jimmy Butler. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and, and a two way guy at that. I it, think. I think the best. I mean, I know we're Kawhi, we're, Kawhi, Greek Freak as a, as a Embiid as a rim protector. Like it's some really and good on defender. ball a guy, yeah. a guy that can you know, a guy that because a lot of times you see the flashy blocks from from coming help, yeah from the from help, help side, side. Yeah. but these guys are on ball defenders yeah. that can and move their feet absolutely. Oh, you know who's played actually fantastic defense in this series off you know helping off the ball is Ibaka. Ibaka's coming oh, over sure. swatting shots like, but sure. he hadn't done that in like, a couple years. Like he, he with the Thunder. Like yes, just... like young Ibaka. Yeah, anyway, man, listen, um, it's an interesting time um, in the NBA. So where we are at this moment is 3-2 in the series. Uh, it could go either way at this point. It's going back to Oracle. So if you're an odds maker or you're betting, you probably got to take the bet on Golden State to defend their home court, particularly because they haven't won a home game. You couldn't imagine that they would not win one game at home. But they, but their record in the playoffs is better on the road, Golden State overall, this year. Now, this just came to me, and we're running over. But So, worst, worst, worst show, worst display. What happened to Kyle Lowry when he got pushed in the stands or the way that the Raptors fans handled the uh, KD injury? They both Equal, had equally bad. Yeah, but they different. both had. I just yeah, thought of that. Equally they both, bad, but different. They both had. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Equally bad, but different. I think. I think cheering for a player to get injured is in poor taste, and that's something collectively that they did as a whole. I think being a fan, or in, particularly an owner, and putting your hand on a player in any way other than to protect them coming into the stands, especially because I've I've had courtside seats. And it's like you're very, very close to the action. And the last thing you would ever want is for somebody to get hurt. And then told them to F off. Yeah. like and I, Listen, I've been on courtside and I've had some drinks and I've done some heckling. But it's never – I have too much respect for the game. I don't care who. It could be like – it could be Aaron Rodgers, who I don't like at all, falling into the stands. And I would literally try to catch him. I'm a big dude. I would try to catch him to make sure he didn't get hurt. Like the last thing I'd be trying to do is pick a fight – with him and shove him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just thought there was no place for the game. And and I know they find him. And there's a lot of people who want him to get a, a lifetime a lifetime ban. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I don't think he, like, socked him in the mouth or I anything do. like that. I do. But I, I think he um, – I think them banning him for a year uh, is dope. And I think people asking for him to divest his ownership in the team was ridiculous. I think he should divest. But I think a minimum it would have been dope if they would have thought just a little bit ahead and banned him for two years. So he doesn't get a chance to go in the new building right. for, for two seasons. Right. I thought that would have been – I thought that probably would have been a little bit more effective. But – and I don't know if you saw on the uh, Skip and Shannon show, but they broke it down, his fine, based on a guy who made $100,000. It was like twenty grand. dollars $22. Oh, $22 is what – Yeah, I mean $22. That, yeah. that five hundred k amounts to uh, – Yeah, I, I, you can't do that. You, you, you can't I, – I hate when people try to get in other people's pockets. The fine is the fine. He's going to pay it. He's gonna pay his penalty, and we got to be cool with that. But I still think he's still divest. Like, nah, come on, man. Want him to divest? Yeah, I mean, for he what assaulted though? a man. Then press charges. He need to press charges too, Cal. Cal, hey, Cal, Cal. Somebody find out if Cal's a listener of our show. If he is, I'm telling him to to press all the charges. Anyways, um, so next game is on Thursday. So by the time we come back. We will know who the NBA champion is. No, because if because if uh, if they win, then it goes to Game Seven. Oh, yeah, yeah actually, next week. We yeah, that's back. right. That's By the time right. we do another one, of you're these. right about that. Yeah. So, um, so so we'll see. So, like, any predictions? I know we try not to do predictions here. Any predictions? Uh, the only thing I will predict is a Game Seven. That's it. I I, I believe with all my whole, I believe that with every fiber in me that. Golden, there's no way Golden State loses an Oracle in the last game in that building with Steph and Clay and Draymond and that, that crowd. There's no way. Yeah, I'm not prepared to argue with that statement. And I will say this, and it's a point that my brother brought up. If you get to game seven, you have a lot going then I favor for Golden, Golden State, State. Yeah, Because you have a team that is now has momentum. You have a team that now has an experience factor that is now overwhelming the home court. Because now, but that would be so. Think, get your head around this though. That would literally mean them having won three games on the road in a series where they did not have the home court. That would be. I don't know if that's unprecedented, but that would be crazy. 
I don't know, but it would be it would be the second team in league history to come, to come back three one. I think the coming back three one is much like it hasn't happened, but it's not an impossible thing psychologically because the key obviously is winning is to really just isolate each game. Yeah, and that if you can get that when you coming back home for the game six, you can you shouldn't decompress, but you know, like to the point you made, it's the last game in Oracle. It's 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 the last game of the season. There, you gonna give a maximum effort. And the pressure, the pressure's on Toronto. One thousand percent. The pressure's on Toronto. Even though they with have no KD court, and all of that. Yeah, even though they you know, they have home court, they don't want to see a game seven. No. So don't. like like their chance to close out. That's why I don't understand why Kyle Kyle Lowry missed that shot so bad. Now, nobody's know. talking about the poor. If he, if that wasn't blocked, that was a poor. He effort. was one for six from three pointer, from three point. Uh, 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 Kawhi Leonard was two for seven. Yeah, Ka- they Kawhi were eight, they were eight for thirty two from three. Kawhi didn't have a great twenty five, but he had that he had that burst in the fourth oh, he quarter. Took off, and I thought it was I thought okay they got yeah, this. Yeah. I thought they, they got this. Yeah, no, I mean I think he was one. Like I think at three oh five, you let him go, get another two or three, it makes it very difficult. They couldn't for him to stop come back. him. Yeah. I mean when you, when you when you coming down, pulling up like you, Steph. Right. You know he hit one in in, in, in Demarcus's face. So I thought oh, that's it. I like that's it. Hey, low key, Demarcus made a whole bunch of mistakes at the end of he the game. He did, and then his his, uh, his post game presser. To me, if I'm a if I'm a GM, and I'm looking at he's and he's about to go into free, free agency, agency, right? They asked him a question. You know, what did you think about the people or the fans who thought that KD, uh, you know, made, wasn't well, no KD wasn't wasn't giving oh. it his all or wasn't? Yeah. And he said, "F him." He said, "F him." I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Who are you effing? And why are you even saying that? Because are you talking about Golden State's fans? Are you talking about Toronto's fans? Who who are you talking about? And why is that your response? Right. I just think it's the same old DeMarcus, and I think that once he gets his own ship again, I just think it's going to be another team that cannot win a title. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those guys. I think he's a piece. Like if like, And that's why I say I was telling my boy who's a Golden State fan that I would go to DeMarcus with a below market value offer and just be like, look, man, you have a chance to define your career. I time to a three year deal for like in the ten million dollar season range if you lose KD and just try to keep a core together. Cause I still think he's a legitimate like twenty guy and ten. Sure he you is. You can get that, but you don't want to be relying on him to be your team leader. He might yeah. he, I think he might be twenty five and thirteen yeah. somewhere around there. But yeah. I just think that But the he's meter- only going I think he's only gonna get a great offer from a bad team. Yeah, I know. So it just depends on how much money. Yeah, that's you want. why I'm scared of the Hawks, man. Yeah, I, I just because I don't want yeah. him down. No, nah, I, I don't want the Bulls to, to, to take a run at him either. It just feels like a Hawks type of move. Like, oh, we just signed Demarcus to the yeah. Supermax. You like, wait, what? And I just be man, <laughs> I just oh man. And you saddle like eight, nine years with a terrible deal. Man, I be yeah. so I be crestfallen. And there you go. <laughs> uh, well, listen, man, this is a good place to button it up for this week. Um, I guess we'll be well not. I guess we'll be back next week with a. Uh, with another episode that we'll be talking about the NBA and other things. We start getting into some NFL talk. In the meantime, um, please definitely go subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast and Spotify and, you know, all the areas that carry wonderful podcasts. We are Stat Lines Matter. You can uh, follow us on our social media, on our Twitter, at Stat Lines Matter. I got a lot of stuff, really good conversations going over there. Um at Stat, Stat Lines Matter on Instagram. We got a lot of great memes and uh, keep you up on all the latest news. And also on Facebook, um, hit us at Stat Lines Matter. So, uh, and as of course, all the time, text messaging and phone calls, voicemails on our hotline, 404-500-9017. Again, that's 404-500-9017. Um, I'm Mark Stewart. And I'm Robbie Hunter. And this is Stat Lines Matter. Peace. Say it to my face.